0: this time, we're going to invite our preacher, Brother Rima Duncan. He is no stranger to the Tree of Life Church. Amen. I've had such an honor in my life to listen to Brother Rima Duncan preach in multiple occasions throughout Ohio camp and throughout the Calvary Church and now here at Tree of Life Church. I have been blessed by his ministry, and I, I know he's going to bring a powerful word to us today in Jesus' name. One more time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why don't we put our hands together and give that to the Lord
1: today. Hallelujah. Come on. Give God a praise today. Hallelujah. Come on. If he's your friend, if he's been good, if he's been kind, hallelujah. If he's been wonderful, go to lift your voice and give God a praise and thanks this morning. Praise the Lord for his goodness, for his grace, for his kindness. Hallelujah praise the Lord as you remain standing. Thank you again for uh, allowing me to come and be with you. Uh, great Pastor Urshan, uh, uh, Sister Urshan, the whole uh, Urshan family, the ministry staff here, thanking them for their kind, their kind hospitality. I'm here actually with my oldest son. and He is over in the, in the next building. He uh, He's tired of hearing me preach. So he, he wanted to go uh, listen to some Bible stories, and that's all right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Looking at a proud, proud dad here. And uh, just yesterday, uh, he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Speaking in the tongues. Amen. And uh, I am just a proud, proud father. That uh, God would uh, let his heart be sensitive enough to respond in a way like that, to be able to have the capacity to receive uh, a miracle like the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it is my objective today to uh, preach to you and uh, help you along. Uh, As I said earlier in the previous service that I understand that uh, I'm here at a very pivotal time all are on the brink of expansion, expanding your facilities. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's tomorrow that uh, that you guys will be breaking ground on your new facility. Amen. So uh, I believe it's not an accident that I am here today. Uh, Pastor had reached out to me uh, to be here earlier in the year. but didn't work out but this date worked out and uh, I believe it's on purpose. Amen. So I'm here by assignment to uh, share something with you and I pray that you have the proper response to what God uh, is doing among among you and also what uh, your contribution is to that. Amen. Amen. Now I know sometimes we're, we're just kind of waiting to see some of the buzzwords in church. So he's like, oh. So when I say the word like contribution, you think, oh, he's probably going to talk about giving, you know? Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about opening up your wallets, but opening up your heart so you can be equipped to help take the ship to the next level. Amen. How many know that you are a part of that? Amen. Thank you, all three of you. How many know that you are a part of where this church goes? And that not ought to happen by accident. That ought to happen by incident. It should be your intention. And you should intend and be very intentional to... Uh, your contribution in the spirit and shouldering the, the weight uh, of the burden of destiny that is upon this local assembly. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you will continue standing with me, I'm going to go into Second Kings chapter four, verse eight. Praise God. this morning in the first service, but I believe that God is preparing us to be able to handle some of the things that we pray for. Okay. Somebody say, I gotta handle it. I can't just pray for it. I gotta handle it. I I gotta have the capacity to receive it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, know about a young person that was, you know, uh, very passionate about her prayers in getting a new car and had all the faith that God was going to come through, get her a new car, get her a great uh, uh, vehicle, motor transportation, but she had no license. You have no business praying for things that you don't have the capacity to. You've got to be positioned properly to be able to benefit from the things that you've been praying for. And so sometimes God will allow you to take a test. And if you pass, it will license you. For the promise, Amen. But I want to talk about that a little bit today, and I'm going to take a little bit of a different scripture here. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Uh, this story is a time where Israel was in a famine, and uh, they needed some provision. They needed they needed some blessing. They needed God to do something powerful. And the Bible tells us that uh, it fell on a day that the prophet Elisha passed to, to Shunem. Where there was a great woman, or a woman of notoriety, and she constrained this prophet to eat bread. So it was that as often, or as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, "Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. And let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick." and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither and it fell on the day that he came and he turned into the chamber and lay there. Somebody say they built a room they they expanded their borders to accommodate the prophetic they they knew the prophet had come through town and this was probably like his circuit that he would go, come through this town often and they would always have him over and feed the man of God and give him a bite to eat but she she had this idea in herself that you know I'm tired of just having a little visitation I want a habitation I don't just want to experience, I don't just want, you know, just a little touch here, or a little touch there. I don't just want to experience this as an acquaintance uh, uh, of this holy man, of this, this holy man of God that would come by and, uh, and he was a prophet of God. And we knew, we, you know, with a prophet of God is coming into town and there's something powerful is following that man. And I don't just want a visitation of that power. I, I want to be able to have that power resident, With me. And so I'm going to have to spend the necessary resources to make room for it. Somebody say capacity. And I want to preach uh, along those lines. I might kind of divert in in, in what I call it. uh, just, Just say, Lord, I will make room for it. If you're committed to making room for what God wants to release in your life, I want you to lift your hands and begin to prepare your hearts now to respond to what he speaks to us today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we we don't know all of what you're doing. We don't know how it all pans out or how it's going to play but Lord Jesus we're submitted to it Lord God. Lord Jesus we're ready for it Lord God. Lord God we're hungry for it Lord Jesus. We're not just lethargic or indifferent Lord God or non-responsive or callous to to the the moving of your power Lord God but while you're in this place and while we're here today Lord Jesus we're going to respond to your voice and we're going to respond to what you speak to us. How you challenge us to to make room for the miraculous and make room for the supernatural make room for people to receive you lord god whether it be our family members and loved ones and neighbors or co-workers and people that are in desperate need of transformation god we're going to do what we have to do to position ourselves for the very thing we've been praying for in the mighty name of jesus everybody say amen praise the lord clap your hands one more time as you're seated today Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, Some of you in this house today may have uh, been familiar with this text talking about the woman, uh, the Shunammite woman, as they would call her. That was a woman that was very notable in her town. And she noticed that there was a man of God that would frequent her area and she would invite him over to, to feed him, give the man a meal and probably something to drink to refresh him as he is on his journey doing the work of the Lord. And we know that as a prophet of God, many powerful things had to follow that man. There was something resting Upon that man, there was a spiritual endowment of the voice of God that was resident and, and with this man. And so inviting him into her space and her and her husband, inviting him into their space so that they would afford themselves the opportunity to have close proximity to the prophetic to the power of God. Hallelujah. And so in in, in her mind, she began to think, now this man is here often, and so uh, I, I know we get to... Dine with him, and we, we get to visit with him. Praise God! But I, I want I want to talk to my family because we we're gonna to have to uh, rearrange some things. We're gonna to have to uh, have to spend some resources in order to make this visitation something that is perpetual, something that we can experience on an ongoing basis. And so they decided. Well, we're going to make an extension. We're going to expand our facilities in order to accommodate uh, this holy man of God that uh, has a prophetic unction and an anointing upon his life and he is an agent and a bearer and a steward of the voice of God. Hallelujah. And when you are in contact with somebody that has uh, an access and an ear that is tuned to the words and voice of God, that is not something that we ought to take lightly. Praise God. We ought to reverence and revere the people that know how to hear from god hallelujah and so we are thankful for spiritual leadership we're thankful for our pastor we're thankful for a man of god in our lives we're thankful for godly leadership that knows how to find the mind of god and speak according to the mind of god and the heart of god to us praise god but there has to be work on the hearer's part hallelujah in order to make room for that thing that prophetic thing to be not just a once in a while experience, but something that can be perpetual, something that can be ongoing, something that can be resident. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't just want to experience God on Sunday. That may be good for some of you. But I need God on Monday. Hallelujah. I need God on Tuesday. I need God when things are beginning to ruffle up and I don't know how to control uh, the people around me and things are getting out of whack and I don't know uh, uh, exactly how to deal with certain situations. I need God. I need to hear from him and I can't wait for the pulpit to to get a word uh, from God. I want him to be resident. I want him to be... uh, Oh, in a place of habitation in my life. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I know. I know it's our tradition and it's our custom that, you know, we have church service, praise God. But we do know that, hallelujah, church is not necessarily a service. I know we have this vernacular that we use, you know, we don't have church. We, you know, we go in the church, yeah, we have a church buildings or a building that houses the church. We have church service or services for the church, but the service is not the church, neither is the building. Hallelujah. Mm, Hallelujah! And so we know that the church—you know—we we we know that from childhood. You know, we got—you know—here, you know, here. How they do it? Here's here's the building. You know, here's the steeple. You know, open the doors and, yeah, because the church is not the facility. The church is what's on the inside. We are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And members in particular, praise the Lord. And so when God seeks to grow the church, he's not necessarily thinking like how we're thinking. You know, we think we're going to, you know, kind of get a parcel of land or we could get a bigger building or facility. But when God wants to expand his church, he's looking to expand people. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today he wants to expand you and I hallelujah he wants to enlarge us he wants to multiply us hallelujah he wants to broaden our horizons he wants to begin to give us a little bit more space so that we can contain what he wants to pour out amongst his people hallelujah and he's looking for some people that are willing to say Lord expand God God I I want I want you uh, to, 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 to grow me. Hallelujah. I want you to begin to use me uh, as a vessel for your authority. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we see here that in the physical, this woman knew uh, in order to house the prophetic, uh, they had to build out space. Yeah. Yeah. To build a room. They had, had to make room for it. They had to expand Physical borders, and I'm almost uh, hearing the resonance of Isaiah. That he, he's, God is telling the prophet and speaking through him, telling him to, to to lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. He is telling this prophet uh, to speak to the people because he is getting ready to to do something bigger than what they are able to receive right now. Hallelujah. And so when God is in the business of expansion, hallelujah, He is wanting to do something among you that you have not seen yet. <laughs> something that you have not received yet. You thought you thought this church was good now. Hallelujah. You thought this ministry was powerful now. You, you just wait, hallelujah, until God finishes his expansion project. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know we're about to break ground over there tomorrow, but God is going to break ground right here today. He's looking to turn over some soil. He's looking to begin to unearth some things that will hinder the growth of the power of God that he wants to send in your midst and he is not looking necessarily uh, at construction materials he is looking uh, at the hearts and minds of people hallelujah that have come together to make this great church what it is and he wants to do something among you uh, to stretch your limits hallelujah he wants to increase your capacity For the kingdom, and so we see in the story that they're doing this; they're creating capacity, so that this prophetic anointing that is frequent and often in their uh, midst can be something that is uh, uh, living amongst them. Hallelujah! Anybody ever felt the presence of God in this place? Everybody ever uh, seen somebody get healed in this place? Anybody ever seen uh, families be put back back together in this place? Anybody ever seen, you know, uh, the Holy Ghost being poured out in this place? Hallelujah. And you see it in this place because you are here for it, right? So you're here at the right place at the right time, and you see the right thing happen. And so you're confident that this place is a place where those things can happen because you've seen it before. You've got the faith for it now because you've been exposed to that. So even though it's not happening currently uh, before our naked eye, we know that in anticipation, of course, uh, that God can do those things in this service. Hallelujah. But can I challenge your thinking today? Hallelujah. That God is not just wanting to do what I just said in this service. Can I challenge your thinking today to let you know that God is wanting to move beyond the fact that we have a guest preacher here today. That you can believe for something new and something that God can do just because there is a special moment. Praise the Lord. God is trying to obliterate special moments and make it your reality on a day-to-day basis. He's wanting to expand how you view walking with God. Because if you experience God only two hours on a Sunday, you have limited the Holy One of Israel in your life. God wants you to live in perpetual victory and power and authority in the Holy Ghost. so much so hallelujah that you ain't got to wait until you get to this place or the place to be built to have a move of god but when you wake up in the morning and you grab your children and you grab your spouse and you call on the name of the lord you can have a move of god in your place hallelujah in your living room hallelujah hallelujah we're living in a day where we've got to have a move of God at any place at any time anywhere hallelujah God is wanting to activate some people to another level of faith and sometimes to get to that next level of faith we've got to deal with the ceilings that block our ascent to higher thinking in God. We only think on this level. But you see, God isn't just on this level. He's a little bit higher and has a different vantage point for our situation. And if we saw things the way God sees things, we would respond to our current circumstances, a lot different because we see things on an eye-to-eye level, on an earthly level. But when we get a little bit higher and have a different vantage point, we see a bigger picture. You know what it is? You know, it's like you know going up in a plane. You know, and you, you everything is you know just looks. Regular size, but when you begin to make that ascent into a higher altitude, uh, the things on this level seem so much more smaller. And this is what God is trying to get his body to begin to see. That everything that you're facing on this level is not as big as you make them. And you will never, ever see it that way if you stay on this level. And God is about to break the ceiling off of your faith so you can lift up. Oh, hallelujah. Kind of like what Sister Mahalia Jackson said. We got to move on up a little higher. Hallelujah. And we'll see things a little bit different. It's so much more. That problem in our finances is just so much more smaller. That situation we're dealing with in our health is just so much smaller compared to the big picture of what God is trying to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But here's what happens. I, I want to share a story with you here. And uh, uh, I, I, might, I might mess with you a little bit, but I, I'm going I'm to share a story with you in the Bible here. And uh, God began to give me a different vantage point to this scripture. <laughs> I might answer some questions here today. Somebody might get some liberty today, because you 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 you've, you've taken on a certain posture towards your problems that uh, everybody is to blame and. God, he, he doesn't love you, and he's trying to punish you because of what things he's allowing in your life and things you prayed about, it ain't changing. And, oh, well, I thought God answered prayers, but this ain't happening. And why is so-and-so getting blessed like this? And they're doing all right, and I got the same situation, and ain't nothing happening, and I'm doing everything I can to live right, and all oh, this and that. Oh, be quiet! Oh, yes. Because your situation is what God is using to remove the limits off of your capacity. Here it is now. Hold on. Hold on here. Mark chapter 2. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. Again, Jesus enters into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise abroad that he was in the house. And straightway Many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. So they were at max capacity. Okay? And uh, they weren't going to try to spill over into another house and, you know, just try to listen over and see. It, it, there was just no room. And Jesus was preaching to them. And there came unto him, they came unto him, one bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born or carried of four. They, four people were carrying their friend to Jesus, right? And when they got, uh, when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, meaning there was such a a, a multitude of people that were pressing, a crowd that was pressing towards this this facility to hear what Jesus was saying, the Bible says um, that they uncovered the roof of where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Ooh, God's about to get you right now. So here it is that the prophetic is present. Jesus is right there. Now we're not talking about some prophet. I don't care what Islam says. You know, we're talking about Jesus. God manifests in the flesh. God in bodily form is in this house and he's preaching. You ain't hear a message until you hear God preach it. Because ain't nobody know the word like the one who spoke it. And Jesus is in that house preaching masses of people. Mass capacity. And somebody needs a miracle that can't get in. So they don't have the room To see this miracle take place. Did that stop them from pursuing the miracle? What they did is they got on top of the roof. Because we, we might not be able to break on the right. We might not be able to bust loose on the left. We can't necessarily dig up the ground. But we can go a little bit higher. So let's begin to peel back the restrictions of what's keeping us from getting to jesus they uncovered the ceiling and broke it up you know what that means they couldn't put the cover back on ain't no going back from here now it's it's broke there's no way we can put this back together There is clear access. And his friends, the man that was sick, he was, get this now, he was let down to Jesus. His friends let him down to Jesus. Oh, Lord have mercy. I know you don't like this right here, but I'm about to give you the secret ingredient to your miracle. Sometimes, in order to break up the roof of your faith, gotta let your friends let you down. But what they don't realize is that you're just getting closer to Jesus. Sometimes in order to get closer to your miracle break point, you're gonna have to have some opposition in your life. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah. What we want to see is everything going right. Life is a bed of roses and nothing else bad will happen when we're living for God. Wrong. Sometimes God will allow the pressure and the trouble in your life in order to push you closer to your miracle. Mm. Hallelujah. That is the only way you're going to break ground, my sister you got to hit that thing with brute force. You're going to have to take something to break it up. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be soft. It's not going to be tender. It's going to be harsh. It's going to be brutal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And sometimes you go through some things that you don't even have the answers for right now. But when you get to Jesus, those things will... Be-
0: oh, hallelujah.
1: I know what they did was wrong. I know what they did it was not fair, but it doesn't matter now. I'm in the miraculous. It brought me closer to the prophetic. Hallelujah. It brought me closer to my miracle. And God is saying if you're going to make room for what I've got in your life, you're going to have to endure something. Lift your hands right now. Let that sink in right now. Because your first response is going to be, well, I didn't know there were this. I never saw that coming. I never, I I didn't think that would happen. I didn't think they would respond this way. Oh, they have no reason to be jealous. Why are they acting like this? Why are they moving funny? Why are they doing it? I don't know. And you don't, it doesn't even matter anymore. Because where you've gotten because of it's, I don't need to look back at those guys. I'm, I'm right here. It brought me right in the presence of Almighty God. And what God is trying to communicate to somebody right now is that in order to make room for the miraculous in your life, you can't pray away some things. You just got to have to go through it and let it run its course. But at the end of the road, you're going to be in a much more powerful place than you started. Hallelujah. Somebody say miracles are messy. Miracles are messy. <laughs> you cannot separate a miracle from the preceding mess. There is no way. Because you want a miracle but you don't need a miracle until you need a miracle. Until something puts you in a position where your intellect your finances and your political power or your connections cannot do anything for you. You are going to have to look up. And if the ceiling is still there, you ain't got no hope. But today God is breaking up the ceilings of your faith so that you're not just seeing the limits on your life. You can see past and the sky becomes the limit. The Possibilities are endless when you can see past the ceiling. And sometimes you, you would like to think that you can deal with the ceiling and you know what to do about it, but you really don't know what to do about it. You can't do this by yourself. And, and you can't have a bad attitude when it's happening. You, you, when, when somebody puts those lashes on you in the spirit, they, they whip you with the, with the whip of their tongue or they, they, they put the crown of thorns on your head by how they betray or treat you or, or anything like that. Maybe it's not even a person. Maybe it's a situation that was out of your control and you're like, why is this happening to a Christian God-fearing person? And God is looking at you and saying, it happened to me. And you said you wanted to be like me. Uh, Oh, some of y'all backing out now I don't know if I want this I don't know if I want oh yes you do uh, because uh, weeping only endures for a night folks uh, hallelujah the problems uh, are going to be overshadowed uh, by the promise hallelujah and he's only allowing it uh, in your life uh, to bring you to a resurrection moment you can't crucify yourself (laughs) <laughs> he said, I was hurt in the house of my friends. Yes, you know, even if Jesus tried to do it himself, he can probably put the, the nails in his feet. Yeah. He can take that, he can try to, you know, shimmy it, you know, put the nail right here, hold it, and then you know, bang one hand. But well, what you going to do now? Mm-hmm. You can't hold the mallet and nail the same hand at the same time somebody has to come close to finish the job. And if you die right you can, mm, hallelujah, if you die right, you will raise right, hallelujah, You, you, you can't get to a resurrection moment, with resurrection power, until some things, make you die to your will, make you say, I have no more control, this is all up to God, and when you get in that moment, he opens up, Endless possibilities of what you've been praying for and what you didn't pray for, but you meant it, just didn't know how to say it. So he does this and orchestrates all of this happening so that he can stretch your capacity. Hallelujah. I said it in the first service, sometimes we look at you know, our pressures and our problems. And we, we think about oh, all this and we, we 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 would rather not do it. All right? I would rather not fast. I don't want to go on no diet. Some of y'all, y'all one of those crazy people that you like to work out. You, you think I want to be a and I'm like man I, this is 15 minutes it was just 15 seconds sweat beads just pouring down my face you think I want to do that my flesh don't want to do that but I want the results though but you can't have the results unless you go through the process Uh, hallelujah hallelujah come on you can't have a pinnacle without the process and you can't be on mountains and just teleport to the next mountain sometimes you're gonna have to get down off that mountain and walk through a valley to hallelujah but just know if you're at your lowest point it's only up from there And all you've got to do is keep on walking, keep on reaching, keep on trusting, and you will see. mm, Lift your hands right now. Oh, praise God. Let them begin to break it up. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Come on, it's not your family's fault. It's not that person's fault. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know you think you didn't ask for this, but as soon as you say you want to be blessed, you ask for it. Hallelujah. Because if you say you want to be blessed, you're really asking to be broken. Praise the Lord. And if you say you want the promise, you're asking for the problem. Hallelujah. Because God uses it as a secret necessary ingredient to bring about the miracles that you've been looking for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you and say it's not by accident. God intended for that to happen. And here it is. If you understand this principle, you will have no problem winning souls to God. Because you understand the process. We like pinnacles. We like the high point when they got baptized, when they got delivered, when they got the miracle. But we don't realize there was a process to get them to the point to be ready for it. Capacity to make room for that. Crisis is the best climate to have conversions. So when you say you're praying for your community. What you're really saying is disturb all these people into their destiny. That's what you're really saying. When you say, God, whatever it takes for so-and-so to get right, for so-and-so to be saved, what you're really saying is I want you to hit them with a storm so hard that the only option they have is to come to church and pray through. You might say, well, preacher, that's some dangerous prayers. Yes, dangerous prayers. But if you're willing to pray those prayers, God will position people for the best days that they've ever seen in their life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, here's how we get into issues, okay? And we just undo everything that God is trying to do. We say that, God, we want you to do do your work here. Have a, have a miracle here. I want you to do something great over here. And then he begins to position them for that. But when we see the shaking up in their life, we, we say, oh, no, baby, it's all right. No, you, know, you, you know, don't worry about it. God's going to do it. God's going to work on your behalf. He's going to change it. Gonna, no. God didn't tell you that. Your compassion might have told you that. But God didn't tell you that. You know, what if we did that? Oh, hey little baby, don't touch that electrical socket. Oh, you know what? You know let me uh, it's okay. It's, you know, all right. Go ahead. Some of y'all too soft to win souls. You're going to have to oh. <laughs> You're going to have to be willing to see some people brought low so God can bring them up high. And we don't want that because we just like the pinnacle, but there's a process that God will always use, hallelujah, to bring people to a place where they're open to receive what he wants to give them, and that process includes pressure. So you can't pray away everything. And there are some things that God wouldn't respond to even if you prayed hard about it. And it's not because that God is ignoring your prayers. It's because you're praying away his response to your prayer. He responded with the storm to get them to where they needed to be. Think of, man, this guy Jonah got a call on his life this man is a prophet he's running from God going the opposite direction of what God said that's not the type of man of God you want in your life you don't want a disobedient man of God in your life he's running the opposite direction and God Sends a vicious storm because the man of God was being stubborn. So the storm softened him up. And you got to realize he didn't respond to the storm until he saw how it affected everybody else he was connected to. And then he says, Don't worry, guys. It's my fault. It's me. Just like good friends. Well, you're getting over this. I'm throw you over this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you thought they was going to say, oh, don't worry about it. Let's sit down and have a little kumbaya moment and have a little powwow about it. No, Get, get your butt out of this boat. you mess messing up everybody and everything. And he jumps. He, he gets thrown out of the boat. And this man of God, I can almost think, you like, yeah, I'm just going to meet my, my punishment. I'm going to go in this water and try to, try to wave for a little bit. I know I'm not going to make it. Oh, it's the end here. But God swallows him up. And he is in the belly of this great fish for three days. And in that belly of this great fish, I know y'all think it's a whale. The Bible says a great fish. (laughs) He is repenting and getting in a posture to be used now in the prophetic. So his repentance corrected the trajectory of where God was trying to send him. And after three days, when he was now released from the mouth of the fish, He was right where he needed to be. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Hear me today. When God puts you through pressure, it is not without purpose, but it is just like someone is trying to hit a target with a bow and arrow. You will pull back that bow, and you're not just pulling it back just to be fancy and to look and try to show everybody, yeah, I got good form, yeah. But there's a purpose because you have a weapon, an arrow that is going to be released to hit a certain target. Do you realize when God allows certain negativity in your life, that's exactly what he's doing? And all you feel is the tension of being pulled. But you don't don't realize that there's a purpose for the pulling and the pressure. God has an arrow and he's going to release something in your life. And when it's all said and done, you'll be right on target. But you have to respond in the proper way. So that the aim won't be off. But you say, well, God, God don't got good aim. Oh, yeah, it's perfect aim. He has a still and steady hand. But when we move, we spurn and we wiggle, it, it sets it off target. It's not him moving us. We're trying to move ourselves out of the position. And we're like, man, when is he going to release? I've been standing in this position of tension for so long. When is it going to release? You don't worry. God has a perfect timing of when he's going to— I feel the spirit of the prophetic is, is walking in this place. There's a perfect timing where he's going to release you. Hallelujah, and when he releases you, you will go further and faster than you would have gone by yourself. Hallelujah, that's why God positions you with that pressure. So, I don't know nothing going on with your, you know, your building project and things you're doing right now, but nobody has ever built a building without opposition. If it's not the city saying something, if it's not the neighbors saying something, somebody's trying to stop your progress. Amen. Amen. But you know what? If you didn't have that tension, praise God, you see you don't see what's on the other side, praise the Lord. You don't see the same people that's right into the city and, and and the people that's on the board of the community trying to trying to hinder what God's doing. You don't see that God is actually trying to get them in your church. You you don't see that your son or daughter might have a future husband or wife that's a part of that family. Praise God. You don't see uh, what God's doing uh, on the other side uh, of what you're going through. All you see is the tension, but God sees a target, and he never misses if the arrow stays in place. Lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not punishing you. He's positioning you. He's not punishing you. He's positioning you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I know. I know there's some unnecessary tension. But that's, those problems are positioning you. Hallelujah. Because God is a very present help in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. Let's stay right here just a second hallelujah come on if you're Holy Ghost filled begin to pray in the spirit right now give us capacity give us capacity hallelujah hallelujah we can't make it right now Lord our prayers are too big for what we're able to hold right now God but we're willing to go through hallelujah your expansion project we're willing to go through, hallelujah the pulling and the pressure, Lord God and the problems, hallelujah because in comparison to the promise that's pending, Lord God hallelujah, hallelujah everything else will seem so much smaller come on that's right he's elevating your vision right now and the irritations of yesterday seem so much smaller today because in comparison to the pending miracles I have a word for you, church. This far, you've seen glimpses and little snapshots and snippets of the things that God has spoken over your life. As a church and individually. But God is trying to move you from just experiencing a little bit here and a little bit there into where you'll begin to walk in it perpetually. And God sent this preacher here today to tell you God's battle plan to make that happen. So when it happens, that you will not be dismayed by the fiery trials that come to try you, as if some strange thing happened. You know, I'm careful when I say this, but I mean it's, it's true nonetheless. That we have nobody to blame for COVID-19. I know we want to blame people because that's just us. We want to point the finger. Somebody's got to be, be to blame for this. We're gonna blame somebody. Some people wanna blame China, Syria, Russia, Fauci, little guy over there cooking up pandemic in Wuhan. Got a little out of hand. Didn't know how to control it. So it's their fault. We want to just point fingers at everybody. And it doesn't matter. It really it really doesn't matter. Because, you know, God wasn't sitting up in his throne, you know, sipping on that heavenly coffee. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic is just like, oh, spills his coffee all over his white throat. He's not surprised. That's elevated thinking. God is not surprised by the calamity that hits. So if he saw it and allowed it, he knew that it was going to bless us in the end. be insensitive at all because I I, I have people that are close to me that have been very affected by COVID-19 physically and financially However, but if God allowed it to happen the vantage point of the big picture was that this situation was going to benefit his people it would position us for what we've been asking God for, for decades, maybe centuries. People have been looking for a a great, massive move of God, and we want a worldwide impact of His Spirit. Then we get afraid when we see see worldwide positioning of the problems. He's positioning people for the promise. He's birthing something in the spirit. He's manifesting prophetic unctions and words that have gone through and Floated for years and have not seen fulfilled, something broke. And now the things that were hovering over the ceiling are now being able to come through, and we have access to things that you did not have access to before that problem. So, my job here is to get your eyes off of the problem and see beyond the ceiling into all the things that have been made available because you're positioned in the right way. Hallelujah. Every hand lifted and every mouth open begins to worship God. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's been your your son, your daughter, if there's been issues in your health, if you've been feeling that pressure, God came to let you know it's not without purpose. There is a purpose. But you've got to have the proper response to experience the release. With everyone standing here today, I want to invite you, and those of you that might feel a little uncomfortable to do it, you can be where you are. But if you are here and you want to experience that release, the proper response is not worry. The proper response is worship. The proper response is not complaining. The proper response is praise to God because what that tells God is that you believe him he told the disciples he said I want you to go over to the other side that's all he told them. and in the middle of their journey they run into a storm God didn't tell them about that. But it was a part of the process to get to their destiny. To get to their desired destination that was there. Did God miss that in his narrative of telling them what to do? No. He just didn't see it as a big problem. The disciples saw it as a big problem. Stop viewing your problem so big. And sometimes we can't help it. I'm, I'm, I'm human. I, I know. Sometimes we can't help it, and we begin to magnify this issue in front of us. But the more we begin to step away from that issue and begin to get a little, get, go up a little bit higher, get a little closer to God, and you'll begin to see things a little bit differently, but you won't see them while you're worrying and complaining and fearful. You'll see it differently when you're postured differently. In worship, praise, and faithfully honoring God for what he originally said. So I'm asking you a question today as you're lifting your hands and you're praying. Do you even remember what God said? <laughs> You've been faced with this thing and it's, it's dominated your thought life so much now a man of God is questioning you to see if you even remember the promise God gave you. And some of us, we have to dig so hard to remember what, what was that original word? I've been so distracted by these issues that I lost sight of that his word never comes back empty or void it will happen so it doesn't matter what happens between point A and point B point B is secure I just gotta keep going I can't quit on God Because one little thing happened that I didn't like. Can't quit on God because it's going to be awkward if I continue to have that relationship with my BFF, you know. It's getting a little awkward because we had a a little bit of tension, issues. Let me help somebody today. There's some people in your life that's in there for a reason. And there's some people that's in your life that's there for a season. Stop holding on to people that God intends to move out of your way. Because they may not be able to handle where God's taking you. And if you try to hold on to them, it will cause an offset of weight in your life that you won't be able to walk right. You'll stumble more if you hold on to that. But if we say, God, if you don't want that there, I release it in Jesus' name. You'll experience a release, all right. It won't just be your release, (laughs) but God is going to lift so much weights off of your shoulders things you've been trying to handle on your own and thinking you, you're you just fighting this on your own and you got all these things you gotta God says no, that wasn't meant for you to handle by yourself, you're not built to hold that by yourself, hallelujah release it and allow him to lift that pressure and that weight off of your shoulders, hallelujah it was just supposed to posture you Yeah. get a word of the Lord God is trying to tell you stop, stop holding on to that relationship it's offsetting your walk the weight of that relationship is too taxing it's disproportionate to you being able to be stable release it and then God will release you hallelujah hallelujah there's no particular call here whether for the Holy Ghost or for healing but if you need something from God today if you're comfortable to do so I want you to leave your seat and come with your hands lifted hallelujah there are ministers here that will help you pray but you have an opportunity to shift your vantage point come up a little bit higher up a little bit higher church because in this next season (laughs) there's some things we can't take with us over there it's going to have to die here we're going to have to crucify that here and listen there is nothing that you will give up for god that god cannot replace and do even better than what you think you lost it's not even an equal exchange he will always outdo you in what you've sacrificed for the next level hallelujah hallelujah every hand lifted and every mouth open beginning to call on God right now He is giving you capacity
0: faithfulness, faithfulness.
1: he is giving you the ability to handle what's
0: next
1: you're lifting your voice and you're praying you're worshiping God right now you cannot afford to do this lightly and casually I heard somebody say before that casual Christians become casualties you cannot gently and tenderly Approach your breakthrough. You're gonna have to break ground. You're gonna have to meet this with brute force. You're gonna have to get aggressive about your worship right now. You're gonna have to lift your voice and lift the volume of your praise and your shout a a little bit higher than you have before if you want to break up the ceiling. So go ahead. Let the sound begin to rise from your soul. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
0: promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness.
1: is beginning to crack the ceiling. Hallelujah. Enemies
0: try to hover over your lights.